Well, we just finished up another exciting bowl season, and the winningest coach in college football history, Bobby Bowden, joins us today. Coach Bowden is living proof that you can live a life of dignity and follow the highest ethical standards and still reach the pinnacle of success. Coach Bowden had a real profound effect on my life, and we'll discuss that a little bit later in the show. Coach Bowden, welcome. Thanks for joining us today. I noticed that you wrote the introduction to the book Woodlawn, which was later made into a major motion picture. Can you tell us about growing up in Alabama and how you first got interested in football? Well, you know, Woodlawn had a lot to do with it. Uh, my first five years of my life, our house backed up to the Woodlawn practice field. A lot of shrubbery in between us. I couldn't see what they were doing over there, but I could hear them. So for the first years of my life, you know, I was aware that football was being played, but I didn't know what it was. And of course, I could hear the band too. So anyway, that's the first five years of my life. Then I moved, and until I was 18, we lived about half a block from the Howard College football field. And so uh, every day I'd have to go to school, walk down the middle of their campus, go to my grammar school, turn around and walk back. And uh, I would see them practicing football. And, of course, when I was at home, I could hear them kicking the ball and everything. And that would draw all the neighborhood kids up there, you know, to watch them practice. So you got to say the first 18 years of my life, I was around football all the time. And that probably had a lot to do with me going into coaching. I noticed that on the top of your Bobby Bowden webpage, it reads Faith family, and football. Now, I'm assuming those are in order of importance, so why don't you start off by telling us about your faith? What was it that caused you to give your life to Christ at an early age? My Christian life is different from a lot of people. I was very lucky. I had a Christian mother and a Christian father that took me to church every Sunday. My mother had told me that the first time I ever went to church, she put me in a basket and took me to the church, you know? So I was always raised in a church. I always knew about Jesus. I always knew about God. I didn't understand it, but I, I was always taught that. And when I was about 10, 11, I joined the church, Ruhama Baptist Church in Birmingham, Alabama, walked down front, shook the pastor's hand, told him I wanted to be baptized. I wanted to be a Christian. I wanted to join the church, and I did. Now, the thing is, I didn't really understand what I was committing to. I went to college, I went to graduate school, and one night I was out with a preacher giving a testimony at his church. And when he drove me home, he explained to me about grace. And I finally realized, hey, there's nothing I've done, nothing I can do. I'm saved by grace if I accept that. And I did. I, I, I went down and rededicated my life at the church. And ever since, know that uh, I'm saved simply because of Jesus dying on the cross and living again. Me admitting that I'm a sinner and that I want him to come into my life and I'm going to commit my life to you. That's, that's the way mine came about. So family is next on your list of important principles. Coach, can you tell us how you met your wife, how long you've been married, and how many children you have? I met my wife in 1944 when she moved to Birmingham where I lived. We attended the same high school and went to the same church. The first time I saw her, I really liked her looks. She sang in the choir at church. And so after church, I would walk her home. And so we dated for a couple of years and got married very early. Uh, she was only 16 when I married her. I was 19. 
but we felt like we were in love, you know, and most of those kind don't work out, but we've been married 66 years. For our viewers who may not know anything about college football, can you summarize for us some of the highlights of your 57 years of coaching and mentoring youth in college? Well, gosh, there were just so many highlights, it's unbelievable. Us and Joe Paterno at Penn State, we're the only two that ever won 300 games at one school. And so I, I coached at West Virginia for 10 years, four as an assistant and six as the head football coach. We went to a couple of bowls while I was there, and then I came to Florida State and coached for 34 years where we won a couple of national championships and won 12 conference championships, and we were in the top five for 14 years in a row, which is a record. I just had so many good things happen to me, I don't know how to express them all. Coach Bowden, you've written several books, and several books have been written about you. Which one would you say is your favorite, and why? Gosh, I don't know if I have a favorite. My son, Steve, wrote two books. He was my oldest son. He had his doctor's degree, and he taught religion for about 10 years at Sanford University. And so he wrote two of the last three books that were written about me. And his last one, which was one of my favorite, was The Wisdom of Faith. It's about how my faith uh, carried me through my coaching career. And we expressed subjects like fear and pride and humbleness and things like that throughout the book and talked about how faith played the big role in it. You officially retired in 2010. So what do you spend most of your time doing these days? And what advice would you give to someone who's getting close to retirement age? Like I say, I coach 57 years. And I didn't want to go down and sit on a beach the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. So I speak all the time. And I speak to a lot of religious organizations. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes, they have a trophy named after me now, the Bobby Bowden FCA Award, which I present every year. And then uh, I speak to a lot of churches. I speak to a lot of prayer breakfasts. And, and I really prefer that. I love to speak to men's groups, you know. And I do that all over the South. And in fact, wherever I'm invited. And then I, I make corporation speeches, too. I talk about leadership and I talk about motivation. Coach Bowden, I'm so excited to get a chance to talk to you today, mainly just to thank you for being such a positive influence on my life. I remember many years ago, it's probably 15 years ago, you came to our church to speak. There, it was a packed house, 7,000 people there. When you got through, I would guess 500 young people came forward to make decisions for Christ that night. They had so many people there. Dr. Adrian Rogers, the pastor, asked for EE people to come forward and help because they didn't have enough pastors to minister. And that's when my wife and I decided to join EE, and that just opened up a whole new world for us where we got a chance to minister to people locally and even abroad on, on some mission trips. As long as I live, I will never forget the story you told about the only home run you ever hit in college. And I was hoping you would share that story with our audience today as we wrap up our conversation. I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, a lot of times I speak and I wonder if I'm getting anything across. So here we are 15 years later and you still remember. I never had a home run, so I hit a ball. I hit it real good. It went through the shortstop, went through the left field, went all the way to the wall, which gave me plenty of room to run. So I ran down the first and circled first, and I ran I hit second. When I hit second, I could see out in the outfield. I could see that the ball went through, and they were chasing it. So I, I'm going to get third. So I started running towards third base. Now I can't see the ball. You know, it's to my back. But there's a third base coach down there It's going to tell me what to do. And so as I was coming to third, he was waving me home. And boy, I'm ex I'm, I said, man, I'm going to finally get me his home run. So I hit third base, and I started down towards home plate. The catcher tried to block the plate. He moved out in front of the plate about a yard. And so I hit him about as hard as I could hit him. About the time I hit him, the ball hit his mitt, jumped up in the air, fell over on the ground. 
And I reached over the top of him and hit the home plate, and the ump said, you're safe, that's a home run. And so, boy, I was so excited. My players came off the bench, came over to shake hands. Now, we didn't have high fives back in those days, you know, because this is back in the early 50s. And so they, we shook hands, you know, and I'm dusting off, and I'm so happy. But the first baseman for the other team yells to the catcher, throw me the ball. So the catcher threw the ball down to the first baseman, he touched first base, and the first base ump said, you're out. It didn't count. It didn't count. Why? Because I didn't touch first base. But the moral to that story, to me, second base, that's, that's, that's all those good things you've done. You know, a lot of people have the mistaken idea that all those good things you do get you to heaven. No, they don't get you to heaven. You might get a good place in heaven, but that's not what saves you. Third base, that's uh, all those awards you won during life, man. Those letter jackets, All-American jackets, those uh, Heisman Trophy winners that you coached. And then you went home and touched home base, and home base is heaven. Now, what does first base represent? First base represents Jesus Christ. To get to heaven, you've got to touch Jesus first. And if you don't, all that other stuff don't count. After the interview, I asked the coach what he thought his greatest achievement was. The first thing he said was, it's not football. And then he said, it's probably my 66-year marriage to my wife. Faith, family, and football. Coach Bobby Batten has his priorities in order, and he's a great example for all of us to follow. If you'd like to learn more about the coach, just visit the website that you see there on the screen. I'd like to thank Bobby Batten for being such a great influence on my life, and we hope that he has inspired you today as well.